welcome back to the Dead to the World podcast. Nap time stories. You're not supposed to say welcome back. It's just oh. welcome. <laughs> welcome. See, I think that we need some more listener stories so we do nap time episodes more often and then we can actually remember how our intro goes. We always have to listen back to it to figure out how we introduce it and we do it wrong every time. <laughs> we're like, wait, what do we say? <laughs> but this is a nap time episode, so we're going to read you some listener stories. Ooh. Yay! Lexi, are you starting out for us? Yep, I'll go first today. Okay. Okay, so... My first story for this naptime episode is an update on pregnancy dreams from my cute little pregnant friend, Cassie. And the first dream she shared with me was a cheating dream. She said, I had a dream last night. Jordan, her husband, was cheating on me and I knew it, but I didn't want to confront him. To make myself feel better, I would just take his phone every morning and send myself a sweet good morning text to pretend that everything was fine. Oh, <laughs> I was like, of, that's so sad. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> And then the second one she sent me says, I had a dream that I had a really stupid dog. He was a black border collie with some red on his chest and ends. Every time you'd like, you'd like a piece. Of, I'm sorry. Every time you take a piece of wood. <laughs> sorry. We're giggling Every time today. you'd like a little piece of wood. Lexi. Like, I don't think anybody likes wood a little piece podcast. of wood. <laughs> okay. Every time you'd take a piece of wood to start a fire in a fire pit, he'd try to grab it out and bring it to you until he'd realize, ow, that's hot, and drop it. Eventually, he fell belly first in the fire, and we had to pull him out. Oh, sad. So he was this stupid dog that kept burning himself? Yes. How sad. sad. I know. I was like, wow, both of those (laughs) dreams were so sad. She's like, I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. You're pregnant. Yeah. Oh. Surprise. Now, wait, didn't you say that she has, like, a YouTube channel or something? Yeah. So, if you're interested in any, like, pregnancy stuff or, like, fashion pageantry stuff, she was Miss Idaho. So, oh, she cool. also does, like, pageant watch parties. I think that's what they call them. But she does have a YouTube channel. So, you can find her on Instagram at Style by Cassie. And then I think she has a link to her YouTube channel there. Or you can just look her up on YouTube. It's Cassie Desjardins. What? And Desjardins is a fancy last name. It's spelled D-E-J-A-R-N-E-T-T. Okay. Now, so is French. it Cassie with a C? Yes. K-A-S-S-I. Okay. Just clarifying. No, that's good. I know. You said the last name and I was like, huh? Huh? Okay. So my next story is an email that we... We, <laughs> <laughs> we did what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Just keep going. My next story is an email we received from Andrea... Or Andrea. Couldn't tell you. I'm sorry if I choose the wrong one. (laughs) So she said, hello, Dream Team. My name is Andrea Bettler. I'm 21 years old, and I'm currently a stay-at-home wife while I'm going to school to be a medical biller and coder. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I didn't didn't even laugh until you looked at me. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's because Tosh got me a monster energy drink. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. What a monster. (laughs) We apologize. For my laughter and our immaturity. And I will now continue. I'm sorry that it's in the middle of your story. Okay. She said, I listened to your podcast throughout the day, all because of my friend Becca. You have read and posted two of her dreams, so she told me to send in this one. Becca! Thanks, Becca. You have read and posted two of her dreams, and she told me to send this one in. This just happened on the night of December 2nd. I had multiple dreams. None of them ran together, but the two that got me the most I will share with you. 
The first dream was where I had a baby boy. I don't have any children yet, but have been having some baby fever off and on. He didn't look like me or my husband really, but he was mine. I was holding him in what looked like a nursery in a hospital, but he was a big baby, like nine months old and chunky. (laughs) I was breastfeeding him on one side and had a pump on the other. I would take breaks and ask if he was all done. He talked back to me and said, yeah, I'm getting full. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) What? Something along those lines. But then again, if you think about it, if she says he's nine months, then he'd probably be able to kind of talk, right? You can't talk at nine months. Can you? Not really talk. I'm like, full. Goo goo gaga, mama dada. Yeah, he wouldn't be like, yeah, mom, I'm getting kind of full. Okay, well, I don't have a child. Okay, so I don't know. I know we thought there was a fourth trimester. <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, she said I acted normal in the dream, like it was normal, like it was normal for a baby to talk. So I did a little dream interpretation of this. It's just a short and sweet one. So the meaning of a baby or a child or caring for a baby portrays growth or the emergence of a new side of you. You may have a sense of feeling responsible for this child as a representation of the need to care for and nurture this new aspect of you. Dreaming about a talking baby specifically signifies something amazing. In real life, babies cannot talk yet. It speaks of a special character that you are either nurturing or something special that is yet to come in your life. So I think that this dream is portraying you accepting and nurturing your own needs or embracing a new side of yourself, which is like, that's awesome. Well, and I was thinking, because she was saying she's doing the billing and coding. Yeah. And remember, we talked about in like dreaming that you're pregnant, whatever part of the pregnancy you're in kind of says where your goal or project is sitting at. So she has this nine-month-old baby. I wonder how long the billing and coding class is. Oh, yeah. Wait, I wonder she if, didn't. Oh, in the dream, it was nine months. Yeah, in the oh, dream, the okay. baby was nine months old and talking. So I wonder if it's like she's nurturing this new job. Mm-hmm. career opportunity with her training. I'm guessing that she really enjoys it. Maybe that's what was so special about this baby in the dream. Very interesting. And then she said, my second dream has nothing to do with the first one. It started off with me and some random people I know in a cave. It was deep into a cave with lots of space and light. The two older people were there, one painting on a canvas from an animal skin. They were both Alaskan native and the other beating a drum and tending a fire in a cave. I was watching the woman paint a fire. Sorry, she was watching the woman paint and a fire broke out. So we had to get out. I was like, wow, she painted a fire. (laughs) Talent. (laughs) When we were going back, there were these almost like checkpoints. The one I remember was a rock wall. We had to climb it. It was probably 30 feet tall with lots of different spots to grip. The only problem was that at the top, there was a big rock and it was hot, like from a volcano. It was about to fall, but only if it got a nudge. When it was my turn, I was the third going up. I wanted to push it down so bad, but I didn't. I made it past the rock. I guess we were safe. I woke up before we actually made it out of the cave. That would be stressful. Yeah, being it stuck does sound in a cave like a stressful dream. On fire. So I did, inter- I did an interpretation of this one too. So the cave is associated with the womb and those parts of your nature that you appear to be born with. So going within a cave and descending into earth is symbolic of digging for your roots and getting more down to earth. The cave also has a strong connection to the mother and may be representing how you are searching for the roots that tie you to her behavior. Fire is associated with anger and emotion and is a symbol of transformation and passion. When fire becomes the subject of a dream, there is a sense of recognizing the destructive power or anger or feelings that cannot be controlled. Climbing is symbolic of attempting to move up in terms of aspirations or to gain a broader view. And a hot rock 
I found, this is what I came up with based on what I could search. Um, you can enter into a situation in a dream that feels unbearably hot as a, a representation of feeling like you are in hot water or doing something out of the norm. Interesting. So I think that this dream is portraying her digging down deep, maybe going back to what she was taught in her childhood or how you were raised. And there might be something that you disagree with or maybe don't like that you're trying to gain a broader view of, like than what your maybe your mom like raised you mm -hmm. to think. And if you're looking at things from a different perspective, you might be feeling uneasy or if you're doing something out of the norm. And then going back to you being in school, it might also kind of relate to that if you are kind of like we said before, near the end of that journey, mm -hmm. you might be like getting a little nervous, like, okay, I'm at the end, like this, everything's about to change. So I'm not sure if either of those interpretations were accurate, but if they are and you happen to listen to this episode, or if they're not, let me know. <laughs> yep, we'd love feedback. And then she ended her email by saying, thank you for reading my crazy weird story. I hope there's some crazy meaning behind them. I appreciate you so much. You always put a smile on my face. Happy holidays. Oh, uh, thank you, Andrea. So nice. Happy holidays. Thank you for emailing us. Happy holidays. The holidays the over. Bells keep ringing. Christmas goes on forever. Merry Christmas to you. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually very terrible. All right. It's my turn, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Now that we have tortured you with our lack of singing ability, I will entertain you with awesome information from our listeners. Yay. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an update. My um, sister, who I mentioned had a husband passed away, and I talked about how at his funeral we saw the rainbow around the cloud. So if you've been listening, you might remember that. Well, um, of course she loves the episode, and she keeps going back and listening to it. And so this week she was listening again, and she sent me this message, and I just thought it was super cute. So I hope you don't mind me sharing. Um, she said, I was just listening to the Winks from Heaven, and she was telling me, one night I was getting out of bed, and, oh, I guess I should preface, she's been remarried. And what was fun about them finding each other is her husband passed away from cancer and his wife passed away from some disease. I think it might have been cancer related as well. So it's really fun for them. They can be together. They can still love their previous spouses and love each other too. They're so cute. They are cute. But anyway, one night she was telling me that she was getting out of bed and Ken just reached over and kind of grabbed the back of her underwear, you know, like guys do to be annoying. And if you are not married or in a serious relationship, you have something to look forward to, you know. Very exciting. <laughs> but anyway, she did, said she didn't think much about it at the time, but then he kept doing it. And then she thought about her husband, Lance, and how he always would do that. And when she would complain about it, he's like, oh, you know you're going to miss me when I'm gone. And so she asked Ken, that's her new husband, and was like, hey, you know, did you, did you do that with your wife before she passed away? Did you like tease her like that? And he was like, no, I don't know why I did it, but you didn't complain about it. So I just kept doing it. <laughs> and so she told him about what Lance used to do. So Aww. it was almost like he was embodying Lance or Lance was there just doing another wink of heaven saying like, I know what's going on in your life and mm. I'm happy with, you know, where you're at now. Aww. And obviously he must like Ken what? in order to you know, influence him to do that. That's cute because I feel like personally thinking about it, if Sebastian were to die and I were to get remarried, I think I'd be a little nervous about him, you know, watching me wherever he is being like, oh, you got 
married again. So yeah. it's just cute that he was like, it's fine. I like him. Yeah. Well, and I <laughs> I'll think... let him play with your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it's just true in any close relationship. You always have these kind of like in inside jokes between the two of you of just stupid little things you do. And, you know, it's like I'm sure nobody else knew that he used to reach over and grab the back of her underwear. Yeah. You know, it's not something you go around telling all your friends about, you know, so it's cute. I agree. All right. I have a listener story, and this is from Carolyn, and I'm going to read the story in her words. It says, well, about a month ago, I dreamed my daughter was getting a new uniform for work, and she, she was showing me and my mom, so her grandma, the uniform. Um, it was a golf-style shirt that looked similar to what she had had before, but the pants that she had were chaps over a thong. <laughs> The new Hooters. <laughs> yep. Grandma thought it was a bad outfit and that they should get her a better uniform. Then I woke up. That's funny. Um, she told her daughter about the dream, and she confirmed that they are getting new uniforms at work, just a new shirt with a different color. But then she said, uh, well, that would be very inappropriate for my job. For context, she works at Utah State Prison. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Could you imagine in with all those men and, you know, there you are walking around with chaps oh. and a thong with your butt hanging out. Okay. I just had to show Tasha a picture of chaps because I could tell by her face she didn't know what was going I on. I was like, what's so <laughs> oh, funny? Yeah. I don't get it. Chaps, cowboy leather leggings with like. Yes, I get it now because no I've seen a picture. Nothing that covered likes. the bum. <laughs> so yeah. That James would... Charles wore that outfit Wait, too. but then a thong on top. No, underneath. Underneath. Oh, so you so just like thong oh, underwear. Oh, so you literally okay. can just see the butt cheeks hanging Got it. out. Got Look, it. You guys know who James Charles is? No, I don't know who, who James that is. Charles is. Like the guy that does makeup yes. on YouTube. Yes. Does what on YouTube? Makeup. makeup. No, He's I like, have no hey, idea. Sisters. Hey, sisters. He's very problematic. He wore that the outfit to Coachella. Oh, really? <laughs> I remember I saw a video and I was like, oh, I did not need to see that. <laughs> Whoa. Smash is like, what are you watching over there? <laughs> oh, just James Charles. Nothing, just the makeup videos. <laughs> no problem. All right, and then I have one more story, and I hope you guys don't mind. This has nothing to do with dreams, but I just thought it was very cool and something that I think all of you Dream Team listeners will enjoy. No, if get a, out of here. If a listener no sent it, stories. If a listener sent it, we will read it. I'm just kidding. I was teasing, by the way. So this is a guy that I work with. He and his wife just went to... Where is it at again? <laughs> San Jose, California. Yes, thank you. Wow. I, I had written that down and I just didn't San read it. Jose, California. Yeah. It's because I know where the house is. Yeah, so they went to the Winchester Mystery House. So his wife is very much into paranormal stuff, him not so much. So he didn't really even know anything about it. And so when he got back to work, he's like, oh, hey, Don, I went to this place, the Winchester House in California, and I'm like, oh. The Winchester Mystery House. I'm like, I'm so jealous. I want to go. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we went. And he's like, it was so crazy. We're walking through. And he's like, it was really kind of creepy. And he's like, we went past this room. And it had, it was almost set up like a dining room. But he's like, yeah, just another room she had in the house that she never planned to use. And there were these little wingback chairs that were the size of children's chairs. And he said he was looking at the chairs and it just made him feel creepy. Well, they have an 11-month-old baby boy that was with them. And as they walked past the room, their little boy got up on his shoulder and was like, oh, super excited and like waving in the room. And they were like, holy crap, there's a ghost in there. He's waving at a ghost. Like, hurry up along. Get going. Very creepy. That was pretty much Wait, it. Wait, so the little kid was Could waving a ghost at nothing, or something. Basically. Yeah. The little, little kid. To the parents. Yeah. So the little kid was seeing something so that nobody else could see. So obviously it's haunted. 
Oh, obvious. I'm sure Obviously. it's haunted. I mean, she did seances in there all the time. Well, explain to people who don't know what it is. I don't oh. know anything about this house. Okay, so the mystery, the Winchester Mystery House was the, I can't remember her name. It's the wife of the man who invented the Winchester rifle. And when her husband passed away, she moved to California, but she felt like all the ghosts of people who had been killed with the Winchester rifle were like following her or kind of Because she had the gun or because her husband was the creator? Because her husband was the creator. Okay. So when she, she would do these seances and tried to speak with her husband and other spirits. And at some point she basically felt like she was told that if she kept building onto this house and never stopped building then the spirits wouldn't be able to find her or bother oh, her. Oh, interesting. So she would just constantly build <gasps> rooms Wait, and rooms is this and like staircases. The doors and... that went to nothing. Correct. And mm-hmm. like stairs that were like upside down on the roof. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, just kind of heard kinds of this. Of stuff. Yeah. So she just, the whole time she lived there, and I don't know how long that was, but I think it was like 30, 40 years. Like it was a long period of time. She just kept building. She like spent all her money to build onto the house constantly. Yeah. And it used to be bigger than it is now. I believe there was an earthquake. So a few stories have been fell off when the earthquake happened. So I someday plan to go. And at that point, I will be able to share more uh, real information. Please note that this was a spur of the moment. So I did not research that. So if I got something wrong, I apologize. Okay, Tasha. All right. I think it's your turn. It's my turn. Here I go. Go, go. So we got an email from one of our listeners. His name is Richard. Ah, hey, Richard. Thanks for emailing us. He says, hello, ladies. I just found your podcast a couple weeks ago, and I just finished episode 16. When I was a kid, I think I was about nine years old, I had a dream I was fighting a bunch of monsters and beating them up pretty handily. Handily? Handily. Hand-I-L-Y. So probably with hands? I don't know. Google what handily means. Okay, turns out handily from Google means in a skillful manner. So he was skillfully beating them up. And we've all learned something today. Okay, so he was beating them up pretty handily. That was until Dracula came. There was something different about Dracula, and I tried waking up since I somehow knew that I was dreaming. Dracula smiled and said, you will never wake up from this dream. Well, I used all my will to wake up, and my eyes flew open. So that was his first dream story. Mm -hmm. So Dracula, eyes flew open. He was beating him up skillfully, in which we've learned. (laughs) Candily. Which turns out Lexi knew, but she just decided to make us look stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Uh, So next one he has here, he goes on to say, I had partially woken up when I felt something on the foot of my bed. It was about 10 years ago. I had felt it before, and I was a little bit tired of feeling it, so I quickly rolled over to see it. I caught a glimpse of a shadow before my bed covers started wrapping around me. Oh my gosh. Now I have a narrow mirror in my bedroom on the wall, but in my dream it was laying next to my bed, on you know, on the ground. I'm Got making it. sure y'all are picturing this. Yeah, with your hand movements. Yes. Because they can't see. I know. <laughs> Something told me that if I went through the mirror, that my bed covers would not be able to get me. I started to dive into them when something inside me prompted stop. And so I put my hands on either side. You know, he caught himself mm-hmm. on the floor like this. Got it. Okay. She did a beautiful motion. You I guys then can woke picture. up. And after a few seconds, I realized that I had just narrowly escaped being trapped. That's so scary. That's crazy. So he thought, like in his dream, he would have been trapped in the mirror in if the he mirror. had gone in. Yeah. 
Spooky. This next experience from Richard, he goes on to say, might be a little odd. So here it is. I have a male body. A couple of times I've woken up to the feeling of a phallic-shaped form inside of what I don't typically have. I'm sure ladies know the sensation. It's only lasted a few seconds each time, but both times left me wishing for it to happen again and for longer so I could enjoy it. Oh, interesting. So it's basically like a sex dream, yeah. but almost as a female yeah. instead of male. So he's male, but was like sent the, was getting the dream of a sensation of a female. Interesting. Very interesting. I can't say I've ever had a dream like that. And then his next and final one that we've got from Richard says, The last thing I've battled was Craigie Fu... Freddy Krueger. What was I wanting to say there? I don't know. What were Craigie Fruger? You were doing what Dad does when he switches the letters. I meant Freddy Krueger. He says he's had or battled Freddy Krueger in his dreams a lot. In one of my dreams battling him, I heard a different version of the little rhyme. Plug in at the moment. So the rhyme originally, I'm going to read it because I had no idea. And those... Because I wouldn't let them watch scary movies. And for those who may not know either, the original nursery rhyme for Freddy Krueger is, One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, six, grab a crucifix. Seven, eight, gonna stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. Very creepy. Creepy, creepy, creepy. I would agree. So then Richard, our listener's version in his dream is one, two, Freddy isn't coming for you. Three, four, unlock the door. Five, six, drop your crucifix. Seven, eight, don't stay up late. Nine, ten, he's dead again. Oh, so it was like him defeating Freddy Krueger almost. Right, because in his dream, it's him battling Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Oh, that just gave me the chills. That was weird. Awesome. I read it earlier, and I was like, that's cool. But that just really hit me because I didn't actually read the, the original one. rhyme earlier. Yeah. So that makes a lot more sense. But It does. Thank you so much, Richard, for sharing those with us. Yeah, we those appreciate are very you. interesting. I liked them. So if you guys have any, you know, dream-related or not dream-related stories, you can send them to us at deadtotheworldpodcast at gmail.com. And join us next time for a nap time story. Bye. Bye.